0: season 5 of Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look at the Christian Healing Ministry. During Advent, we're taking a reflective journey in exploring how we can heal our image of God, self and others. So, whether you're a gingerbread latte, a spiced cappuccino or an Americano, there's something here for you. So grab your coffee mug, put in your earbuds and let's go. Welcome to the third in this fifth series of Coffee Pods. In this series, we're looking at healing our image, and today we're looking at healing the image of ourselves. It is a truth universally acknowledged, to borrow a phrase, that what we see God as being is reflected in the way that we see ourselves. It is perhaps not so much something we necessarily think through, but more an absorbed sense of reality. Whether we hold that God is or is not, we cannot help but live out that reality. And if God is seen most clearly in Jesus, then that is another determining factor in how we regard ourselves. Without this, we try to live the image that we would like others to see us as, or indeed that they want us to actually be. Or even still, I try and live out the image that I would like to think of myself as, instead of the reality that I'm actually living. However, back to the start. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 begins like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then verse 26 and 27 goes on to talk about us, about humankind. Then God said, "'Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground.'" outlining the agrarian culture of the time, but a hint of yet more to come. And verse 27 says, So God, in fact, did just that, created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. The result is what theologians call imago Dei, the image of God. The New Zealand writer Winky Prattney, and yes, that actually is his name, Uh, he was an organic research chemist, and he points out this. The creation account in Genesis goes on to tell us how the intricate cycles and balances of all living things began. Rather than creating everything directly, God commanded the earth and the waters, themselves his creation, to participate in the creation of even higher structural forms. These living forms were given the power to grow and multiply, to bring forth distinct versions of their own kind. And in fact, verse 11 of Genesis chapter 1 records that. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. Verse 20 says, And God said, let the waters teem with living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. And verse 24 says, And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock and the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. But when it came to humankind, God's strategy was different. With us, God is directly involved in the creation of this new life form. Verse 26 says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. And of course, having done that, God's default response to mankind coming into being is to bless, to make rich in body and mind and spirit. Verse 28 says, and he said, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Uh, The word is probably best understood as steward it or literally husband it. It is simply amazing that we are the outcome of God's creative imagination and action and that we are touched by the love that beats at the heart of the universe, the heart of reality. G.K. Chesterton, commenting on the creation story, insightfully says, The whole difference between construction and creation is exactly this, that a thing constructed can only be loved after it's constructed, but a thing created is loved before it exists. And that's you. You were loved from way before you were here and knowing that we are loved is the first step to being able to love ourselves. So what does it mean to be made in Majo Dei in the image of God? Well, it seems to me that we have a number of the capacities that God has because we are created in his nature and his image. We have those same capacities. So, we have, for example, the capacity for relationship, the capacity to love because God is love, and we are made for life-giving relationships. In fact, we live whole lives when we live in relationship with God, body, mind and spirit, but we are also made, hardwired if you like, for life-giving, loving relationships with other people too. The second one is that we have the capacity for order and meaning. God's first creative activity is seen in bringing meaning and shape and order to the formlessness of reality, bringing shape to creation. And of course, we have that same capacity to seek out order and meaning, which is why we ask the question, why, when we encounter suffering. Because why is an eternal question, not an evolutionary question. We also have the capacity for creativity, of bringing life to things. And God expresses the essence of his being in creation. But to form and function, God gives beauty and grandeur. For example, why so many shades of green, when green would do. And it seems to me that God makes all those different shades of green to give creation beauty and grandeur, perhaps even just for the fun of it. And we too have that capacity to bring beauty to the lives of others. We also have the capacity for grace and generosity. Because God is like that, we have implanted within us his capacity for unreasonable extravagance towards other people. Paul talks about it in his letter to the Galatians as he explains the fruit of the Spirit as kindness, this ability to be unreasonably extravagant towards others. We have the capacity for mercy as God does. For forgiveness and justice. And in fact, we have the capacity for justice with mercy. Not forgetting, of course, that in finding forgiveness, somebody always bears the cost of that taking place. As Jesus bears the cost of us finding forgiveness. The other capacity we have is the capacity for humility. I find this the most stark element of the nature of God that is then passed on to us. But if you think about it, the stable, nowhere to lay his head, washing the disciples' feet, the cross, and even in his death he had to borrow a tomb. And this place of the humble king who comes to us, this ability to be vulnerable. It's one of the elements of the nature of God. And of course, we are given that same capacity. We have the capacity for sacrifice, to seek life and blessing for others. Yes, even the undeserving, the ungrateful, the unappreciative, and bearing the cost of that yet happily without any sense of rancour. We have the capacity for hope, to seek a different reality for others, knowing that change is possible because of God. Because the truth is, if death can change, anything can change. final element in these capacities that are part of the image of God is joy – Hebrews chapter 12 records these words about Christ, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And in Luke chapter 10, it speaks of Jesus full of joy, praises the Father as the disciples come back and report to him all that has happened. And it's the prophet Zechariah who talks of the singing Saviour, the one who rejoices over us with singing. And all these capacities, they're all part of the image of God. And they are part of us. They're part of you being made in the image of God himself. If you like, this is your other self, not the false self, you know, striving to become something, but rather living because you are already something. You are already in the image of God and you were invited by him to live in it and to live like it. My dad gave me a penny, one of the old ones, and they're as big as the hole made by pinching your thumb and first finger together. It had clearly been in many pockets and machines and cash registers before it got to me, and it was almost worn smooth but you could still see the image of Her Majesty the Queen in it. And yes, life can wear us and others down, and others can wear us down. But the image of God still remains in us, because God still remains. In fact, one of Acorn's ministry values is that we will seek to identify and enhance the image of God in every person we encounter and serve. It means that we have to leave you more aware of the life and love of God than when we first met you. But it is also an amazing thought that being made in the image of God we now also bear the image of Christ in this life. Paul Claudel, who was a French poet and dramatist and a diplomat, um, he was a Catholic and was nominated uh, on six occasions for the Nobel Literature Prize. He wrote this. He said, Since the incarnation, Jesus has had only one desire – to recommence the human life he lived. That's why he wants additional human natures, people who let him start all over again. Think about that amazing statement, that Christ living in us, us bearing his nature in the world in which we live, as we are made in the image of God. That's you and that's me. So as with any ACORN event or any ACORN broadcast, here are the and nows. You might like to reflect on the capacities that I've mentioned in this podcast, and you might want to just wind back a little bit and hear them again, and perhaps highlight one or two that seem most relevant for you at the present time. Because that's what is already deposited in you. And ask God to bring them out into the light. Remind yourself that you are a creation, not a construction. And that you have always been loved. When you're with people, try to identify the image of God within them. And then do your best to enhance it, to bless, to make others rich in body, mind and spirit. Finally, try reading Isaiah 42 verses 1 to 4, but put your own name in the text. So verse 1 would sound like this for me. But now this is what the Lord says who created you, Wes who formed you, Wes. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, Wes. Wes, I have summoned you by name. Wes is mine. So let's pray. And if you found these podcasts helpful, you can help others find them by giving us a like on iTunes. Heavenly Father, Thank you that we are made in your image and that you have placed within us your nature, that we might live in it and in the good of it. And I ask, Lord, today that you would cause that nature to rise even more to the surface of our lives, that we might be people of unreasonable generosity and kindness, of mercy and of grace, of life, and that through us you would reveal the person of Jesus whose image we also bear. And, Father, I pray for all those who have been worn down and worn out, who feel that the image of God has been lost in them. Lord, thank you that it's still there because it comes from you. It's who we are. And I pray today for your healing for heart and life and mind and spirit and body. That we might know that resurrection life of Christ within us. And that you would cause blessing of body, mind and spirit to be upon us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's Coffee Pod. We hope that you have found it enriching and inspiring. For information on our events, how to get involved, and how to support ACORN, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next week, and don't forget, have a very Merry Christmas.